You are listening to the Process for Profit podcast. We are here to help you, the creative small business owner, put more efficient operations into your business to increase your profit and impact. We're going to give you the systems to create a solid foundation in your business to allow you to build your empire. Hey there, I'm Brittany Dixon, systems queen and process for profit strategist. You're going to hear about solutions and strategies that allow you to make a bigger impact doing what you love instead of wasting hours doing what you don't. Come on in and let us organize your overwhelm so you can get back to your zone of genius. Hey there, and welcome back. So today is actually the last episode of the Process for Profit show until 2022. We are taking a break here for this last season of the year. We're definitely going to be back maybe with some changes, but um, wanted to dive in today and really talk about preparing for the end of the year. I think that the end of the year is a lot for a lot of people because you have holidays and the kids are in school, you're doing business stuff, you're wrapping things up for the end of the year, you're resetting for the new year. There's just a lot of things happening, a lot of moving parts. So I want to give you some tangible things to do at the end of the year each year to really set your business up for success for the next year. Uh, Because I think we all kind of get in this rhythm of doing things the same way. And then we get to the end of the year and we're like, oh, we didn't see any progress. Like I still have all these things that need done, uh, whatever that looks like for you. So I really want to give you some short, quick, tangible things to do at the end of the year to really set your business up for success the next year. um, This really is a like slow down to speed up kind of thing. Um, I typically don't do any kind of calls or anything the entire last half of December because of the holidays and just really mapping up and ramping up for the new year. So this might be something that maybe you start this in October so that you're kind of spreading it out through the whole quarter. Maybe you're doing these things at the end of December, whatever that looks like for you. Um, It obviously needs to fit into your schedule. But here are some things that I really think will help you make sure that you're set up for success for the next year as well as closing out this current year. All right. So the first thing I think everyone needs to do is really do a business and systems audit. So really figuring out what's working, what's not working, what you like doing, what you don't like doing, clients that you like working with, clients you don't like working with, and really then looking at the different tools and softwares and things that you're using to see if that all kind of like meshes and flows together. So we, this is part of our road to scalability method. We use the R as recognition and it's really the audit and figuring out what's working, what's not working, what should we do more of, what should we do less of, and then really just looking at a systems and tools audit because I see so many entrepreneur using all the tools all the time and it's exhausting. You have to really simplify and minimize your tool set to be able to maximize your results. You need to have a really clean digital workspace, which we'll talk about here in a second. Uh, But really like stepping back, brainstorming and writing down all the different areas of your business and what's working, what's not working. Um, So I do recommend breaking this up into the three buckets, the BCO buckets, when you're thinking about things and doing this audit, because I think when you start to think 
what's working and not working in business development, which is like the sales and prospecting side, then that kind of leads you into, okay, what's working and not working for clients. And then what's working and not working in operations. I think it just helps you kind of compartmentalize the potential issues or potential changes or just really thinking through that whole process. So do your audit for your business and your systems with the BCO buckets. The second thing is we want to revisit, and this is something that needs to happen more than once a year, but we want to revisit our big picture, our vision our mission, and our why. Um, I think this also gets skipped over all too often. And that's what gets us in this like hamster wheel of not being able to move forward or not feeling like we're successful or not helping people um, is that we get stuck just doing the day-to-day, but we don't keep this big picture vision, mission, and why in place. um, And we don't keep that in top of mind. So really when you revisit this, you want to say, like, why am I even in business? Right? Like, why am I here doing what I'm doing? Because some days it gets really freaking hard. And I think if you don't have that why in place that you revisit super often, it can be really hard way more often. (laughs) Same thing with like your big picture plans and your vision of the business and really the mission that you're on. So the mission here at BCO is really to solve the operations problems of small businesses so that those small businesses can then solve the problems of the world. We want to create this ripple effect where we're helping a business operate more efficiently so that they can help more people. And then in turn, hopefully that creates the ripple effect that keeps going and going and going. So knowing that a lot of our stuff ties into that, right? Knowing the vision of where we want this business to be in the next five to 10 years helps us to really streamline that stuff. And then knowing my why, right? Because I'm the owner, knowing my why and knowing that I want to show my kids that they can do anything they want, everything is possible and they can have anything they want. That keeps me going even on the really, really, really hard days because there are really hard days. I don't care how much money you're making, more money, more problems. So you really need to kind of circle back to this big big picture, big vision, big mission, and big why, and really make sure that everything you're doing is still in alignment with that. So it kind of ties into your audit, but this I kind of separate this because um, the business and systems audit is like more tactical, where this is more like visionary, big picture, kind of like big thinking, whereas the other stuff is the stuff that happens to make the big picture happen, right? Okay, so then the third thing, um, and I already touched on the BCO buckets, but I'll go through them one more time. B stands for business development. C stands for client or customer service. And O stands for operations. And you need to organize everything in this way. I organize my email, my Google Drive, my Asana. I time block in these three buckets. Um, And it really is just the like three departments within your company. And then each of those departments has like a whole ecosystem of things. So for us, for client services, we have onboarding, fulfillment, and offboarding. For the business development, we have sales, marketing, PR, and also podcast. And then for operations, it really is all of the 
backend admin and um, like hiring and HR and, and those sorts of things. So I really want you to start thinking about everything in those buckets and really organizing everything in that way. Because once you start organizing in those buckets, it lets you have less to think about when you're putting things in places, right? So if you're organizing files and it's in the BCO buckets, you know exactly where that file goes. Um, if you're time blocking, you can start batching your work and doing things in the BCO buckets where you're not task switching constantly. Because that's another thing I find is that entrepreneurs, because we're wearing all the hats, we're like, oh, let me do some bookkeeping right now. And then I'll do sales stuff in an hour. And let me also dive into some client work. And then I'm going to have a sales call. And then I'm going to go back to the bookkeeping. And then I'm going to work on a client project. And when you do that, your productivity goes down. You're way less focused. You're going to produce way not up to par work, I guess. And it just, everything suffers. So when you are starting to batch and time block and saying like on Mondays, this is my operations day, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday is client day or half and half with business development, right? Depending on what your schedule looks like. When you start organizing in this way, it makes it so much easier to find things and so much easier to manage because you're only thinking about those three high level buckets and what needs to happen within each of those. So start organizing everything in that way. And we have tons of resources. Come on over to the productivity pod. It's hustle2flow.co forward slash community. Um, we talk about the BCO buckets constantly. We have co-working sessions in there. We have accountability. And then if you don't like memes and gifts, definitely don't come because we have lots of those. But <laughs> if you do come on over, it's our totally free community and we have all sorts of resources and all kinds of stuff in there. So all right, the next one I want to dive into, and this is another one I don't think enough entrepreneurs do, myself included. You need to associate a t amount of time for your tasks and projects. We all think we can do things really, really quickly, and sometimes we can, but most of the time, every single thing that you're doing takes way longer than you anticipated. So I want you to, when you're making your task list, start associating, associating that with how much time that is going to take, because then you can start saying like, oh, I actually don't have time for this. I'm not going to try to squeeze this in or, oh, I do have time to finish this today or, oh, I have time to get through half of this today, but maybe not the other half. So we'll push that back. Um, I want you to start kind of picking through your calendar and your task list and associating time to those different tasks and projects, especially anything that's on repeat. If you know checking into your business financials takes you an hour every time, like map that out into your calendar and put that in there, right? Because then you've actually got time associated with it so that you're not building out a full calendar and then you're like, oh crap, I actually have to do a whole extra hour of this or a whole hour of this. Um, because I think that's where a lot of entrepreneurs run into getting stuck in a hamster wheel and having to do all the things because they don't plan it on their calendar. So I want you to map things out in your calendar and actually associate time to those projects. Are you ready to scale your business? Are you ready for focus, clarity, and systems to save you time and give you the freedom you crave? Are you ready to work on your business and not in your business? Imagine this, waking up with your day already planned, checking things off your task list that are moving the needle forward and closing the laptop by 5 p.m. all while hitting your income goals. 
It's all possible. I scaled my business to six figures in less than 14 months with the right strategy, systems, and support. Hustle to Flow is my exact road to scalability framework that will get you all of that and more. Try it out today for $7 for seven days to see if it's a good fit for you because we are on a mission to support entrepreneurs who are on a mission to change the world. And then the next thing is, and this is something that um, will grow over time, just like a lot of these things will, is to really map out a yearly admin checklist. So the things that you need to do at the end of the year to reset, to recalibrate, what is that list, right? Because the more we can put things into lists, the more we can say, hey, virtual assistant, I actually need you to go through this list and do these things. Or, hey, I need you to go clean up the year on all of my website pages. Or, um, hey, I need you to go set up my calendar for the next year, right? So the more that we can map out a yearly admin checklist, the better we are going to be able to kind of recalibrate and reset at the end of the year and then be ready for the next year. All right, the next one, do a full reset on your digital workspace. So I want you to go to do a digital workspace detox, do an inbox detox, and do a task detox because... We've already went through and looked at big picture and done like the business audit. So now we can tell what things are not serving us anymore, what things we can delete and get rid of, how we can clean up and organize our workspace better, which again, going back to the BCO buckets, all of my bookmark bars on Google Chrome, BCO, because it makes everything fantastic. Now, I also have a personal one, so um, I guess we can add a, a fourth letter to that, but I want you to go clean up your digital workspace, whether that takes you a day, three days, two weeks. I want that time on your calendar and I want you to clean the digital clutter up because that all of your bookmarks and your extensions and your passwords and your inbox and your tasks and your projects, like that stuff is weighing you down if you're not doing anything with it. And if it's not something that meets your business goals anymore, we need to just give it the (laughs) axe. So I want you to really look at doing that full digital reset. Again, we have tons of resources in the productivity pod. Um, I talk about digital workspaces constantly because I think this is something that a lot of entrepreneurs don't have an organized digital workspace, which makes it very difficult to function and be productive throughout the day. Um, And then the next three kind of all go together, but adding buffer time for everything, mapping out personal time for the holidays and setting very strict boundaries. (laughs) Um, So this is all calendar management. But again, how I said that everything takes longer than we think, make sure you're adding buffer time to your appointments. Make sure you're adding buffer time to um, the different tasks and projects you're working on during the holiday season. I I think we all think we're superwoman and most of us are, but we all can't do everything (laughs) and we can't do everything well. So making sure that you're adding extra time, making sure that you map out time for the holidays so that you can take some time off. Um, Like I said, I actually map out the entire from, I think like the 15th of December to the 31st. I completely block off. No one can book calls with me. No one can get on my calendar unless I put them there. And I use that as my time to reset for the new year along with family time. So 
mapping out that personal time for holidays. And that's not just the end of year holidays, that's all the holidays. So even for some of the smaller holidays, I actually block off typically the Friday and Monday of that holiday. So um, like for Memorial Day, the Friday, the Monday of Memorial Day, I'll block off. For Labor Day, same thing. For like Easter and Fourth of July, like I go through my calendar at the end of the year and actually block off buffer time around the holidays for every single holiday throughout the year because I want to make sure that I have saved that space. Now, if something comes up and I know we don't have plans as we get closer, I have the ability to remove that buffer time. But because I've set it up, it's there. It's like a boundary and a safe space that I can do with what I want, right? Which leads into the last one. This is tied up into this calendar management is set strict boundaries and stick to them. <laughs> um, so for me, one of my boundaries is that I don't work on the weekends and I am, I don't work. Okay. Let me rephrase that. I don't work on the weekends when it comes to having client calls and actual like front facing client things. Now I love what I do. So a lot of times if I'm not doing things on the weekend, I'll pop in and do a couple work things or strategies or ideas and just kind of like pop in and do some stuff. It's never a must. I don't, I don't think there has been a time in the past couple of years that it's been a must that I worked on the weekends. Um, it's always been a, Hey, I want to do this. So I'm going to work a little bit today and then maybe I'll take half of a Monday off kind of thing. But I have very strict boundaries around that. And there's only very, very, very few exceptions that would ever make their way into that boundary. Same thing for me after five o'clock. I typically don't take any kind of phone calls. Uh, again, I have the, the uh, power over those boundaries. So if I see an opportunity that fits into the big picture and they only have a 7 p.m. available for like a podcast interview... I have the ability to say yes or no to that. And it'll depend on the season and what's going on and where I'm at in my business and where I'm at in, the, in my personal life. But the thing is, you have to set strict boundaries and you have to stick to them. And then you have to be the one that says, you know what, I'm going to break this, but I'm only going to do this once, right? Or I'm going to break this, but this is why, because it fits into the puzzle so well. Because if you don't have those boundaries and you just let people control your time, it's going to get real hectic or real fast. So those are some of the things that I kind of wanted to give you to wrap up the year and like prep for the new year, kind of all at the same time, really just getting back to the basics, making sure you have that big picture, vision, mission, and why and then auditing to make sure everything that you're currently doing fits into that and all your systems work for that. Make sure you're really organized in the BCO buckets with your digital workspace, your projects, your tasks, um, and then managing your calendar really well with buffer time, personal time, and really strict boundaries. So hopefully this was helpful. Um, if this is something that you struggle with, we actually do VIP intensives and VIP days um, to help people get all of this wrangled and get things really, really organized in a nice, neat package. So if that's something that you would want to be interested in chatting about to see if you're a good fit, you can actually go to b.link forward slash bco strategy, and we'll have a profit discovery call, to, like I said, to see if it's a good fit for you. But 
Again, thank you. This is the last episode of 2021 for the Process for Profit show. We will be back sometime in 2022, hopefully towards the beginning. We may have some updates and some changes and different formats and things. We're kind of thinking through that currently to see what best suits you. So if you have any ideas, thoughts on anything, um, we're actually giving away $5 Starbucks gift card for any feedback that you guys have for the podcast for the Process for Profit show. So shoot us an email. Hello at processforprofit.co. Put the title as Starbucks card for feedback so that I know that's where you're coming from. Um, And I would love to read through any feedback you have on topics that you want to hear about, stories you want to hear, people you want to hear from, the format of the show, really anything. I am open to it all. So $5 Starbucks gift card for your time because we definitely appreciate you. If you share those things with us, that would be super, super helpful. But until next year, guys, we will see you then. Make sure if you are just now tuning in, we've got 102 other episodes that you can go check out. We've been recording for two years. We actually just hit our two-year anniversary just a couple weeks ago. And we are super, super excited to bring this content to you. So let us know if we can support in any way. And if you need anything in the meantime, www.processforprofit.co. And we'll see you guys again in 2022.